This is the podcast for October 1st, 2010. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the poop deck of James O'Keefe's Love Dinghy, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Happy October, by the time everybody listens to this. It's yeah, October. happy October. Happy Oct, my friends. Yeah. Uh, the, a month of many auspicious birthdays. Yes, it is. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand that uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, John Stewart are going to be celebrating a very special day in your life. Yes, they're going to be celebrating <laughs> my 50th birthday yeah. on the mall in Washington. On the mall in Washington. <laughs> yeah. So you go, boys. You go, boys. Bring me back something nice. Tell the president I said, hey. Yeah, actually, is it is it hard there. having your birthday the day before Halloween? Uh, no, not really. It's you know it's not a traditional gift giving holiday. Exactly, people are, exactly. People yes. who are you know who have their birthdays on Christmas yeah, or New Year's, it's harder. That kind yeah. of thing is is really kind of tough. Uh, but Halloween, I I've always loved Halloween. It's always been my secret favorite holiday. It's it, it led me into the um, into the embrace of Ray Bradbury <clears throat> because you know he's a, a, a October country is one of his books he loves Halloween he loves he writes a lot about the the haunted eeriness of this time of year and it's just one of the most lovely magical kind of uh, literally magical times of year yeah. and um, yeah. it's it's the only time of year when people get to dress up in costume and be somebody else yeah yeah. Deliberately in the United States, other than other than uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, yeah. When you get to go out and do all kinds of cool things, and it's the only time of the year I believe that Christine O'Donnell dabbles in Christianity. So you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a good day. <laughs> all right. Get Enough of this foreplay. Let's have a podcast. Yeah. I really can't think about James O'Keefe's love dinghy <laughs> at all, or poop no. dinghy. No, I don't no. want to think about that. We have to. We have to. But we have out. to talk about it. It's sad. But it for those of you who somehow have been living in a cave this week and haven't, <laughs> or haven't listened to mainstream media, yeah, or or right wing media, you might have missed the fact. You might have missed the fact that James O'Keefe got caught again, again, attempting to, I guess, seduce a CNN reporter. Oh. As many people pointed out, he's got a really inflated sense of his own sex appeal <laughs> but well, he was going to he was he's going to be interviewed on a boat and try what was he going to do he was going to try to have sex to with lure, her he was trying to well the upshot was i believe he was trying to lure this cnn reporter this blonde female cnn reporter onto a boat which he then would have loaded with hidden cameras and microphones and a lot of sex toys and a lot of, you know, oddments and accoutrements of, of, you know, apparently he's been reading a lot of 1950s, you know, love den fiction. Wow. Because that's what it sounded like. You know, a mirror on the ceiling. And he was going to try to embarrass her and humiliate her. And um, as uh, uh, you and I both uh, uh, read the, the link over Balloon Juice where John Cole, what he was really trying to do was create some videotape with him and her in the same frame. As a in some sort of a sexual context, well, or embarrassing as context as yeah. raw material. I mean, yeah, you know, let's yeah, face it, when yeah. When he did his, when he, when he, when he, when when the Breitbart, you know, flying monkey factory of which he's a part, created the acorn fraud. Right. At right. no point did James O'Keefe ever walk into an acorn headquarters with a pimp outfit on. Right. Right. He cut that together afterwards. Yep. And pasted it on there to make it look like he'd done that. It yep. was fraud. It was yeah. absolutely yeah. clear. Yeah. Intent. And that was pretty clearly the intent here. It was to get her 
and him in the same frame with some creepy-looking stuff in the background so that then he could edit it to his bright, Bardian heart's content to uh-huh. make it into something, you know, sleazy and slanderous and embarrasser. Yeah. Because that's what the right does. That's how they operate. And we we're both referring to this wonderful post at Balloon Juice that pointed out that, as you just said, it doesn't matter what kind of video O'Keefe got. No. At all. Because he was going to edit it anyway, so he could make it look like anything he wanted, because he's a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you want to read that quote from Balloon Juice? Because that was sure. really good. Because it's John Cole of Balloon Juice and absolutely nailed it. And the quote is this. the the wing, And here's how here's the life cycle of a conservative lie. And it's it's here's the quote. The wing that blogs would all circulate it. Howie Kurtz and Fox News would mainstream it. The Washington Post ombudsman would three weeks later issue an apology for not looking into the sluts at CNN earlier. And the Politico would have a dozen thought pieces up discussing how this is bad news for Barack Obama and the Democrats. <laughs> it goes, goes on to say, when you make up your own reality and have a media, and this is the important part, a media that refuses to call you on your bullshit, the sky is the limit. The video didn't have to have any evidence. It just had to exist. Yep. Because that would be validated or it would be a whispering campaign or whatever in order to accomplish the goal that O'Keefe set, which was to discredit CNN. Well, and it would do – I'm sorry. Go ahead. The only thing thing that uh, John Cole really left out was Cokie Roberts. Yes. She would also be saying, you know, but the Democrats. Democrats. But those darn Democrats. Yeah, the first reflex as the old joke that I wrote goes – is no matter how bad the situation is, the first three words out of Cokie Roberts or David Brooks's or David Broder's mouth is always going to be about the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing that is ultimately most desperately sad and tragic and dangerous about uh, what John Cole said is how predictable it is. Yeah. Everyone knows this is how the game is played. And the reason it's played that way is because there's no more there, – there no the sheriff is gone. The sheriff, the sheriff being the media, yes. Yeah, the sheriff, the the the, the real ombuds people, the 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 right wing citizenry has abandoned their responsibility to be responsible citizens and care about the facts at all. Yep. And the media has abandoned completely abandoned its role as arbiter, as you know, as the cop on the beat. Who or says, you know, or what, when when they become arbiter, they get it wrong. When they try yes. to be arbiter, they're protecting completely the wrong thing. Well, when, when, yeah, exactly. When, yeah. when they get to be arbiter, what they always do, this is David Brooks's shtick, and I'll get off David Brooks, I promise, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but their shtick is, no matter, no matter how awful the Republicans behave, they believe their, their job is to, is to dig up some example or make up some example. David Brooks famously always has a liberal friend who tells him stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. That they create a wholly fake liberal position that just happens to be the perfect mirror opposite of the real, true, factually supported Republican position. And then, then decide that, well, you know, right in the middle is between these two positions is where you should be. It's where the well, truth is, which is yeah. baloney. <laughs> Bullshit. And yeah. all that does is it keeps seeding. It keeps, it keeps giving half the argument, half the table, half the playing field to Republicans and the right every time. Even, no matter how wrong they are, so so you have you have to find a compromise position between the sky is blue and the sky is red, yes. and no, we'll 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 make it purple because purple America, and we'll make it just you know perfect blending, and it's but it's false, but the other half is false, and, and as you say, centrism always yep. leads to benefiting the lying Republican side, and it's very frustrating. And the the thing that is most maddening is that people like Howie Kurtz 
and yeah. David Gregory and David Brooks and Cokie Roberts know it. Yeah. They fucking well know it. They know what they're saying is bullshit, but they have a scripted role that they have to perform for their little for their for their little puppet show. And in their little puppet show, they can never say the right is wrong. And mm-hmm. the left is right. They, that's simply in their contract somewhere. Somebody at GE or somebody at, at you know Clear Channel, in their contracts, is you can hear the phrase you can never say. You can never say the left is right. Yep. You have to bash them. No matter what a Republican does, no matter what the conservatives do, no matter how nonsensical their argument is, you have to you have to dump on or we'll lose half our audience. Yeah. And yeah. that's all this is about. It's about ratings. As, as every bit as much as a reality show or a bug-eating show – about ratings, that's all news is about, is ratings. And I want to um, segue from that into mm-hmm. something that we ordinarily would would miss in our podcast because it happened on a Friday, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Stephen Colbert appearing before this subcommittee on C-SPAN <laughs> 3 yeah. and Chuck Todd's response to it because this is yeah. another perfect example of – the ombudsman and the gatekeeper and so forth protecting completely the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Chuck Todd got his panties in a twist over Stephen Colbert's appearance before this subcommittee on illegal immigration and the farm bill. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Colbert, to be clear, was speaking – part of his speech was in character. The other part of it that was not in character – was very much in the tradition of Catholic social justice, standing mm-hmm. with Bobby Kennedy and Cesar Chavez, speaking for the powerless. And it was very moving, made me cry, made lots of people cry when he said, you know, they have no voice, and that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Chuck Todd got his panties in a twist over Stephen Colbert's celebrity, you know, somehow sullying or mocking the congressional inside the beltway, you know, it really was a what I called a propriety fetish, you know, yes, of exactly we have to be, you know, better than this celebrity comedian kind of thing and re- really protecting the status quo <laughs> rather at, than at any cost, at any cost. And Chuck Todd represents that political party that is inside the beltway. Mm-hmm. The and cocktail it's, party it's, circuit, the White House correspondence, you know, society of it's, – It's the club. Pearl graspers, you know, that's really what it is. And he's protecting the wrong thing. The media is broken because yes. of people like Chuck Todd and because of people like Andrew Breitbart. Yes, absolutely. And, 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 and the this, fact you know, that Chuck Todd compared what Stephen Colbert did to Borat. Yes. I think we can compare what Chuck Todd did to Breitbart. I oh, really I, I, do. Absolutely, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, the, the part that Chuck Todd leaves out, of course, because omission is, you know, when you're lying, it's important to omit you know, certain <laughs> relevant details. Is Chuck Todd omitted the fact that this this would have ordinarily been a completely obscure, utterly unreported yeah. um, hearing that would have come and gone, and nobody would have known about? Yeah. It. Yeah, and what what Stephen Colbert did was lend his celebrity and bring in the spotlight a thousand times, a hundred times more cameras and media attention to what he considered to be an important issue. He lent his celebrity to this important cause, yep. and it was his way of saying, "Isn't it sad that the actual reporters won't report on this Aren't story? Here. Yep. That I, yep. a a comedian and a court jester, yep. 
this is how sick our culture is, Chuck Todd. Yeah, yeah. That you wouldn't have, you would never have reported on this thing. This would have come and gone and vanished from the face of the earth, and nobody mm-hmm. would have heard about it. Mm-hmm. The only reason anybody did hear about it, Chuck Todd, is because the court jester is the only person Fake left news, who, yes. who can tell the truth. Yeah. And yeah. the truth is, Stephen Colbert was saying, look how broken the media is. Yep. That I had to come here to bring the cameras. Yep. And I'd like, and I'd like to bring it all the way to C-SPAN 1. Yes. And, <laughs> From and C-SPAN 3, which no one would still, still no. watch, you know. And, but that, that was the genius of it. Yeah. The genius yeah. of it was both pointing out the plight of immigrant farm workers yeah. on whom our entire economy depends, and we don't like to talk about that, no. virtual slave labor on which our entire prosperity and yeah. economy depends, yeah. and the fact that our media is so fucking sick and broken. Yep. It would never have mentioned this hearing had the court jester not shown up. And and, and the court jester showed up and sat next to the ghost of Bobby Kennedy and Cesar Chavez and said, this is how much cheap lettuce costs us. And they have no voice. And none of you are doing anything about it. And none of you have read the bill. And this is how Washington works. And it's disgusting. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what he did. Yeah, and Chuck Todd went... Oh, is this bad for the system? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chuck, it's really fucking bad for your system. Trust yeah. me, it we, is. We hope we get a lot more things that are bad. Yeah, for bad for like the system that. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you can draw a parallel between Chuck Todd and Breitbart. The the methodology they use um, is bullying. Yeah. You want to go? You want to? Yeah, go let's now? go there because okay. Jim Dement is a bully, and yeah. Jim Dement is using. That, that's our next topic is Jim Dement and. Really, the insanity of the Senate rules to allow one person to bully a hundred elected officials into mm-hmm. stopping government mm-hmm. is really what that topic is about. So go ahead. Tell me, tell me a little bit about bullying because well, um, Breitbart sure is a bully. It might be an inauspicious or it might be a, a perfectly appropriate time to talk about this. There's a, a young gay man, young mm-hmm. gay student who, who committed suicide right. apparently in the last 24 hours. Because a bunch of his college friends thought it would be funny to hide a webcam in his room yeah. and film him, and he couldn't stand it, and, it, and he jumped off a bridge. Yeah. And that is – and l- let me be very clear. That is nothing but tragic. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not in any way trying to compare or contrast, but the terms overlap, the terminology, yeah. the, the idea that a powerful group beats up on a powerless group yep. and gets away with it. Mm-hmm. That is the mm-hmm. very definition of bullying, and Andrew Breitbart is a thug and a bully. And his local stooges, who do the same thing here uh, in Chicago, yeah, you have some are, local Breitbart stooges yeah, in Chicago, who are, who are clones, who 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 call him the boss, who write for his website, who do exactly the same kind of filthy, uh, you know, evil work. Um, James O'Keefe is a thug and a bully. The conservatives, who want to, you know, crash the government, are bullies, and. The thing that drives – this is something that, that if there are any centrists or conservatives, you know, honest conservatives who want to – who are listening to this, the, I, I really do believe the thing that drives conservatives crazy about liberals, other than all the other stuff they've been brainwashed into believing, is that essentially we're their conscience. You know, We are the still small voice in the night mm-hmm. that will not let them forget that they were either sat in complicit silence – or explicit support of the Bush administration, and they want to forget that. They want to forget all the horrible things they've done and move on to hating liberals again, which is what they love doing. And the way they get at that problem is by is by erasing the past and being bullies about it. Yep. And you know, we spent the last two election cycles in 2006 and 2008 on behalf of the people who ha- who don't want to see this country destroyed, 
which is essentially the left, mm -hmm. beating the bullies up, taking them on personally because the media wouldn't do it. Our own fucking party wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So liberals did it. Liberals stood up to the bullies who were trying to take this country down and we beat them to the, their knees. And the thing that drives us crazy about Barack Obama, who in, in many ways is an admirable, noble human being who's done many good things, is that he did exactly what you're not supposed to do with a bully. Yep. You know? yep. Once you've got a bully down, you have to keep bending their arm behind their back until they, until they yell uncle. Yep. And the only thing. And then you remove them from the public sphere. You remove yes. them from the playground. You don't let them continue to play there. No. no. You but know? Barack Obama let them up off the mat and handed them a fucking weapon. Yeah, and say, okay, go back to the slide now. You yeah, know, let's, and all play, let's all play nice now. Like, and they must have been stunned. Like, yeah. wait a minute, you had us on the ropes. We're evil people. We want to destroy this yeah. country. We Our should be expelled. You know? We should be thrown out. And you, you brought us back from the the, the abyss. Yep. We were destroyed. There was no Republican Party two years ago. They were destroyed. And Barack Obama and his administration, by continuing to pretend that you can compromise with these people, that you can yep. get along with them, by selling out yep. liberal values repeatedly yep. Yep. to mollify despicable people. Well, and being willing to mollify people on your own team. Mm -hmm. Who are the Blanche Lincolns and the Joe Lieberman's and the you know and Joe Lieberman's not a Democrat anymore? Right. But Oof, kick him right. out, kick him out of the yeah. you know. This is the time to mm -hmm. say, Blanche Lincoln, you're going to vote with me, or, or you're out, or, else. or, or else. I, I'm going to go make robocalls for your primary opponent, and mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And and play hardball with these folks. It's really there's got to be. Party discipline, and that's something that Barack Obama apparently doesn't believe in. He doesn't believe that uh, well, he, <laughs> he does for the left. Yeah, he yeah. Well, that's it. People like you and me. And and and, and the thing that I wrote yesterday, I think, really is germane to this, which is our job as bloggers, our job as progressives, is to tell the truth mm -hmm. and stand with it and fight for it. And that doesn't mean we're not going to vote in November. It doesn't mean we don't understand the importance of defeating the Tea Party people the who are Republicans in drag. Yeah. That's all they are. It's not a separate movement, everybody. No. no, get over it. We get it that we have to defeat that. But it's not our job to be worried about what Joe Biden thinks of us. And this is what gets me about people on the left who've taken the bait on this and said, oh, you know – we need to be all bent out of shape about what the White House is saying about us. No, we really don't. We just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take time. We are, we are in this for the long haul. Yes, and taking the bait from, you know, the White House thinks progressives don't appreciate them enough. As one of my commenters said, and I just love this, he said, fuck Obama, vote anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that, as you've said many times, we aren't proud of having the first black president. But the first black president, let's face it, has sent out an execution notice on a U.S. citizen without a trial. Come on! Oh, to quote to quote the minority whip, Eric Cantor, come on! Come on! <laughs> you know, and, and, and we're laughing, but we're, we're dead serious. But we're serious. dead serious. I'm as serious as a heart attack, as you've said, you know? Yeah. Honestly. And, that's, and the reason that we say that, and the reason we will always say that, and the reason that we don't, you know, by and large, this podcast, our blogs, and some of the blogs we like, don't 
either go down the left rabbit hole, and there are left rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. There are there are mm-hmm. web there are prominent websites where if you say one thing against the website leader, you're, you're out forever yeah. into yeah. eternal darkness. And you know, my position is essentially that of I think I'm I'm getting this right, Jim Jimmy Cagney. When he talked about acting, he's you know, the job of the actor is to plant your feet and tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And that is all our job is. And mm-hmm. um, until mm-hmm. someone wants to write me a quarter million dollar check every every quarter <laughs> to, <laughs> to write your speeches for you and yeah. get you elected, then that's my job. Yeah. And I, I take that. And, and I speak for lots of bloggers, little bloggers, middle-sized bloggers, citizens who, who comment, who email us. And, and, and we believe, love you know, emails. Yes. Great emails. Yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about how this fits into Jim DeMint, the demented Jim The demented Jim DeMint. Well, I'm just – Thinking that maybe we're reaching a a solid point where the craziness, although I always say this, and then it gets crazier. (laughs) But I know, you know, we are we need to reach a point where the Senate rules become the issue, and we haven't reached that point yet. And I want the Beltway narrative to become: How do we change this crazy rule where one senator can bully everybody and stop everything? And Rachel Maddow said it perfectly this week that when you have a group of bullies starting with reagan and going all the way down the line saying government's evil government's bad you know i'm from the government means a bad thing is about to happen then of course you're going to the the logical result of that is you're going to have a crazy batshit senator who's been raised on that and has come to prominence on that using his crazy single man power to kill government yes and, and he'll be applauded for it. he'll be applauded for it and he is applauded for it and he, they let him do it well this is a platform that republicans are running on yeah repeatedly saying you know when i get in we're going to shut government down you know and you notice they always have a you tend to have a southern accent i hate to break that yeah and, okay and, so you're going to shut government down but you notice when Newt Gingrich shut the government down, Social Security checks still went out. Yeah, well, I think I think they learned that lesson. Well, and I'm, uh, I'm going to be really interested to see if they learned that lesson because people don't like their government shut down once they realize what they've lost. Do you want me to tell the story about my roommate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember Please. that story? Mm-hmm. I had a roommate um, back during the Newt Gingrich government shutdown. Oh, I'm not political. I'm not – you know, I, I – sure, I'm liberal and I vote Democratic when I vote, but I really just like riding my bike and – uh, you know, and I'm I'm an athlete kind of, and I like nature, and I like going and riding my bike, mm-hmm. and that's that's what she did. And this government shutdown happened, and you know, I'm going crazy over it, and this is this is stupid, this is awful, and no, 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 you know, I I, I know, but I really don't like to talk politics. I'm just going to go ride my bike, yeah, and she, she she exists in a perfect state of nature. Yeah, her, right. You know. She's going to go ride her bike, and I'll I'll talk to you later, and you know, and I'm freaking out over Newt Gingrich, and and. She picks up the phone, and she's all bent out of shape all of a sudden because <laughs> she, she, she's trying to call the weather and find out how the weather's going to be this afternoon so that she can go ride her bike. And the National Weather Service phone line is dead because the government has been shut down. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait a minute. And I just turned to her and I said, you can't call the weather today. The National Weather Service is the federal government. <laughs> Dumbass. And their phone, their phone line, their automated call the weather phone line is dead. They mm-hmm. killed it. Newt Gingrich killed it because the government is bad. 
And now you can't. And all of a sudden, fly. you can't you can't figure out what the weather's going to be the normal way you usually do every single fucking day. You call the weather so that you know that you know at five o'clock when you get off work, you can go ride your bike. If it's going to be raining or not. And it affected her directly, you know. Oh my God. It personally affected, did <laughs> personally she, let affected me. Personally affected me. Let me ask you a question. Did she then ride down to the post office to drop a stern letter <laughs> to the federal government about how irresponsible it was to, to inconvenience her personally? Yeah, yeah. And what about the mail the post service? Office yeah. Shut down too? Yeah. Unbelievable. It, it is, it is, it, well, it is not unbelievable because, you know, this is a generation of conservatives who've been raised, who, you know, 30, 40 years of straight mm-hmm. Nothing. The message just spun on the right is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Government is always bad. Markets always good. Yep. Tax cuts for rich people always good. Yep. Taxes of any kind to pay for anything because government is evil always bad. Yeah. And yeah. once you've brainwashed several million people into believing that, into believing that greed is the greed. only thing you need to worry about is where's yours, and that means my social security check, my Medicare, my farm. Subsidy for for Congresswoman uh, Michelle Bachman. You know that's mm-hmm. mine. That's yeah. my government. That's my hand. That's well, mine. Sharon, was it Sharon Angle's husband? Who? Yeah, you know, land. She's... Both of them were were part of the lands, federal lands, federal employees. Mm-hmm. You know, she, federal living pension. Off, living off of his pension. Yeah, but, federal. Because because I I earned that. I earned that. Yeah, well, no, that's different. No. No, you didn't. And you know why? Because your party leader has told us and your party chairman, yeah. who, if you've noticed, M- Michael Steele has been dispatched to Guam. Literally yeah, literally. To Guam out. To shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. He's been given a big shut the fuck up check to go mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, has told us repeatedly that those those were never real jobs. Yeah. Yeah. If you work for the government, that's not a real job, Sharon Engel. So yeah. your husband doesn't deserve a real pension or yep. any real medical benefits because he never worked and you never worked a real job. Yeah. Yeah. You loser. You, yep. you moochin socialist loser, <laughs> you know. But it never occurs to the fat-headed, you know, double-digit, low double-digit IQ goofs who are out there in their hover rounds, waving their social security checks, demanding that the Kenya usurper stop his socialist takeover of the government. It never occurs to them. They they simply don't have. They no longer have. They've had some sort of you know political lobotomy where their brains simply cannot attach. Yeah, their 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 social security check to the federal government. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of speaking of low IQ goofballs, mm-hmm. because both sides do it, Drift Glass. Yeah, they do. They do. It's so true. Respond <laughs> to a local politician. a local politician. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We can't call him that. We can't call him. No, that. he's not. We want to talk. We. I want. We, let's save. Let's save his campaign slogan for the end because it's so perfect. Oh yes. <laughs> Scott Lee Cohen. We haven't talked yes. about him since February. No, we haven't. Scott. Uh, he was r- running for lieutenant governor, which in Illinois is a separate office. You don't vote governor, lieutenant governor together. Like so I guess, yeah, I guess ostensibly you could elect a Democratic governor and a Republican lieutenant governor. Is that correct? I, I, the state could do that? You, I believe you could if you were inclined okay. to do that. If you're inclined, Although if people, lieutenant governor of Illinois has you know, virtually no power. Right. But he sits there and gets angry that the governor look, does all the they're work. Talking about, they're talking yeah. about actually changing the law to link those two so they have to run as a ticket. Yeah. But at this point, it's two separate offices. And Scott Lee Cohen won the Democratic nomination for lieutenant governor. Of Illinois. Yes, he did. And the next day or so, some some information came out about him. We talked about this in February. 
an ass load of information. <laughs> just, and this, it's, it's such a perfect, you know, a little perfect storm that people would go out and vote for this guy. Cause he, he ran for, um, office essentially on the, on the platform that he was conducting job fairs. Right. For everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. And having huge yeah. job fairs. And he was going to help people find jobs and actually do something about un- unemployment in Illinois. Personally. And he, personally. And he did yeah. hold job fairs. And then it turned out that he had a, a past, a, pa- a hooker girlfriend. Yes. That he had beat up or had somehow assaulted, let's say assaulted. Yes. And that there was evidence of this, film evidence of this, mm-hmm. and that the situation mm-hmm. uh, was resolved under unusual circumstances involving perhaps some transfer of money. <laughs> money that he earned from his job as a pawnbroker. <laughs> Which is a moving property that you no longer require. That's right. That, that is not. Uh, that is not my friend. That is not. Uh, that is not an ignoble profession. That is. A, I, I facilitate the movement of property you no longer need. Unload it for cash. And popping a hooker. That's just good. That's just good management. That's just good management. You know. You. Want, and he really you, does you, sound like that too. I mean, he really, he really does. does sound you, like that. You want somebody to go down there, tell the state how to how to balance their books and take them sons of. You gotta treat out them like a hooker, like I treat gotta, my hooker girlfriend. Yes. You oh my god. Oh my thing. god. And he really sounds like that. And so, at any in any event, the point yeah. is, and the punchline of this is that Scott Lee Cohen is now running for governor. He's back as an independent. <laughs> <laughs> and his campaign I got a mailing in the mail today. His campaign slogan is Scott Lee Cohen, not a career politician. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely isn't. That's the most honest thing he said, really. I need jewelry. Or a gold tooth, perhaps. <laughs> or even a hooker you're looking to unload for fast cash. I can help you. And, he, and you know, he's got these wonderful commercials with, you know, ordinary blue-collar folks like you and me, blue gal, saying, Scott Lee Cohen got me a job. <laughs> yeah, and he probably did, but, and, you know. And, and you know, and, and Huey Long got elected on less. On less, exactly. Exactly. less delivery. And, it, you know. Well, and it is really hard to decide who is a bigger crook, Scott Lee Cohen or Alexi Giannulli. <laughs> Point. Well, he's no. Julius is running for uh, Senate. For Senate, and yes, yeah. and we do have a choice in the Senate between a crook and a jerk. Let's be yeah. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> right? System I, is working. Because <laughs> Mark Kirk is a lying jerk, and yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't mean to make that a rhyme, but it, it turns no. out to be the perfect couplet. And. Mm-hmm. Alexi. Alexi has a little bit of a dodgy past himself. And yeah. I'd like to go into that in great detail. But, what has uh, to do know. with banking and bailouts and lending yeah. money to the mob and yeah. <laughs> money laundering? and Hey. Hey. But you know. You're going to fucking split hairs, blue gal. You know. <laughs> yeah. But you, but you know what they all have in common? And this is this – is, let's bring this right back to – Are we being good Democrats here by talking about yeah, – It's the truth. <laughs> it's, it's the it's truth. Simple, it's That's simple. our job as bloggers. See? And, our and loyalty. I, said, <laughs> I said on our last podcast, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it in the future. Mm-hmm. At the federal level, yeah. it's like committee appointments and subpoena power. Oh, I judges. want Alexi Janulius voting – for who's going to be on the Supreme yes. Court. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I don't because care how much mob money he laundered. No. I, 
really don't. And I will hold my nose and vote for him because at the national level, yeah, yeah. A few Republicans take over, they can do some really serious damage. Yeah. Anybody who lived through the 90s knows that. Yeah, when they were doing it in a half-assed way, when the right. crazies were not completely in charge. And buildings were being blown up literally and, and, and impeachment mm-hmm. hearings were being mm-hmm. held literally. And these people are, are ten times as bug fuck crazy. Oh, and they don't care. The crazy, they really don't care. Yeah. They yeah. Don't care. And if these people take over, it'll make the nineties look like a constitution, the founding fathers yeah. you know, yeah. thoughtful yeah. deliberation on democracy. So I'm totally I, I will hold my nose and vote D for yeah. people in national office. But locally Locally, you better impress me. Yeah. Locally, I have no loyalties at all to anybody, to any party. You, yep. you show me you're going to deliver. You show me you're serious. You show me you've got a plan for my state or my county or my ward yeah. or my city, and I'll vote for you. It doesn't yeah. care what party it is. But on the national level, you know, and, but what I was saying, let's bring it back to the two things that we want to pound home every podcast that are fundamentally broken that all liberals need to unite behind. Now I sound like Adam Green. <laughs> or as he's, as he's known on my email, Adam Green Urgent. Adam Green Urgent. Email. You know, yeah, I have... Adam Green Urgent. I want to announce that I have uh, filtered on my Gmail every email that has urgent in the subject line until after November 2nd because well, you get 35 emails a day from people yes. urgently needing your money and yes. I'm broke. So, you know... Yeah, or your vote or your whatever. Right. And I, I'm, I understand. I really do. But come on, guys. Really, yeah. come on. Um, but the, the three, the things that all these candidates have in common, the things mm-hmm. that Janulius has in common with Scott Lee Cohen, who has in common with Mark Kirk, who has in common with everyone else running for office, is they're fucking rich. Yeah, yeah. It's money. Except for, it's except money. for Christine O'Donnell. Christine O'Donnell, well, now she does. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's and, got a million and a half dollars now. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, over Write a check to your mom, Christine. <laughs> Write exactly. another check to your mom. Yeah. And, and what's and what's her solution to, to people finding out that she's you know broken oh. the federal election laws pretty flagrantly? My enemies will use this against me. Yeah, and yeah, they will. Supposed, and that's supposed to erases that erases whatever you did. No, no accountability. No personal because, accountability. Because the second thing that's broken is the media. Yeah. The, you know, campaign so we got to fix campaign finance money. and fix the media, and we say that every single time. Yeah. Um, Drift class. I just got I got an email today from someone in my church that I want to share before okay. we close and thank everybody. And it's and I'm and I'm totally serious. Uh, and this goes back to this goes back to Stephen Colbert and the whole tradition of social justice within all of our churches wherever they are. And and we I'm very grateful. Just so you know, every everybody who reads my blog knows that Blue Gal thinks that God loves atheists best. So, <laughs> But this is such a lovely prayer that someone emailed me, and it's called a Franciscan benediction. May God bless you with discomfort. Isn't that nice? May yes. God bless you with discomfort about easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people, so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed with those who suffer from pain, rejection, and starvation, so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world. 
so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen. Amen. That's great. <laughs> whoever, whoever sent that to you, send them a thank you from me because that yeah. was beautiful. And that I, was, that, yeah. That, that, as, that's a very, that's exactly right. Yep. What, what else is there to say? What except? else is there to say? To thank our readers. Thank, thank our, our listeners. listeners. We love you, and we love getting your emails. You can email us anytime. Our Thanksgiving week episode, we'll be reading your letters on the air, and we look forward to doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to write us, our email address is proleftpodcast at gmail.com. Don't put urgent in the subject line because oh. it'll get filtered no. out. <laughs> although, in, although insurgent is welcome. Insurgent is fine. <laughs> uh, we have a website where you can listen to past episodes. Uh, that website, you can listen to them for free on a free player. And that website is professionalleft.blogspot.com. At that website, we also offer you an opportunity to drop five bucks in our podcast hat which supports us and this work to keep putting this podcast on the air, which we love doing. We have a lot of fun doing this. And, we, we do. again, we love hearing from you. We love talking about these issues. We get lots of emails saying, hey, dudes, keep it up because no one else can say it. We can't say it the way you can. So uh, we're, we're so glad to, uh, to have you listening to us. And uh, we promise to get back to Sarah Palin and sex as soon as possible. Yes. That's I our s- most popular episode ever. So. I swear to God, yes. <laughs> we will go there again and again. And again and again and again. <laughs> hey, how are those Internet kitties doing this week, Drift Class? Oh, well, the Internet kitties uh, are a little afraid, Blue Gal. Oh. They're, uh, they're ca- they've heard about James O'Keefe, and they're kind of afraid that what they say will wind up on the Internet. podcast was produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.